0: Hello, beautiful souls. It's Julie. Before we dive into this episode, I want to give you a little bit of background information. Friends, my best friend in the entire world, Sarah Hammer, is turning 40 years old this week. And I wanted to honor our friendship. I wanted to honor her. I wanted to celebrate her with just all of your positive energy and love by having her on the show. So she doesn't know about this special intro. She just knows um, that we record an episode. She doesn't even know that it's for her birthday. So I hope you'll join me in saying happy birthday, Sarah. Sending love her way um, because she's actually the one responsible for um this podcast getting up going and what it is today um she was the one that encouraged me and you'll hear that that story today but i wanted this episode to honor her to honor our friendship and just how much she means to me because she is the gail to my oprah she is if you know the show grace and frankie or frankie no, Frankie Grace, Grace and Frankie. She is the grace to my Frankie. Um, and if any of you watch Workin' Moms, if you're a mom and you don't watch Workin' Moms, uh, you have to. Every time I watch this show, I think of her, uh, my friend Sarah, and just how much I love her and um, how I really couldn't do life without her. She's just my confidant, the person that I tell everything to. And... Um, she's just so incredibly special she has taught me so much throughout my entire life and she has just given me so much grace and patience. Um, as I have learned to be a good friend because Sarah is an amazing friend. I don't know if any of you are like this, right? So I kind of grew up in a survivalist way, you know, like the, my life wasn't exactly peachy as a child. I had to figure things out a lot for myself and, uh, Sarah had life just figured out so young and I met her when I was 18 years old and from a young 18 year old person she knew how to be this amazing friend and she taught me what it is to be a good friend and I'm still learning so much from her today. Um, She has seen me through ups. She has seen me through downs. We have gotten into huge fights, which you will hear about today. Um, We have been on adventures. And uh, after all these years, what I have to say is that she is my soul sister through and through. Um, She's my ride or die and I need her more than anything. So Sarah, this episode is for you. I celebrate you. I love you. And friends, as you're listening to this episode, can you say some prayers for Sarah? She has some things coming up that I just know she can do, Um, but I want you to send her some positive energy, some positive love, and just envision just wonderful gifts and blessings coming her way uh, and to her family. So thank you all for being here. I hope you enjoy this episode on friendship and a happy, happy, happy birthday to my bestie hello beautiful souls welcome Mm -hmm. back to the angels and awakening podcast i'm your host and author julie jancis and today i'm here with a very very special guest my bestie since i was 18 years old so i've known you over half my life um sarah hammer and Mm -hmm. actually she's the one that you have to thank for this podcast being here so um gosh let's see i started the podcast in 2019 Okay. So 2018, like the summer of 2018, I called Sarah and I was like, you'll never believe what happened. This person came in for a session, and um, she told me about podcasting, and she told me I should start one, and she gave me a microphone, and uh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do it, and Sarah's like, oh, you can so do this. She's like, I listen to six hours of podcasts a day. I could totally teach you about this, so her and I together found different microphones, and there's all of these wires you have to plug into your computer and in order to start the podcast i had to learn how to edit podcasts and the way that we originally planned it was for her and i to be like a duo podcast show and life just got so crazy um it was hard for us to get together um but we're here tonight and we're talking yes. about friendship so
1: welcome sarah oh, thank you for having me i like how i listen to six hours of podcasts today so i'll teach you all about how to do it i know As if that makes you an expert that's the best you'll teach me how, like you did the false confidence is amazing i love it <laughs>
0: No, I love it. It was so perfect. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I want to talk about friendship today because it's not something that we've really explored on the podcast, but I... I don't know about you, but I have been the type of person throughout my life when I saw my parents get divorced, where I felt like it was really easy to cut bait with people like if times get tough, it's really easy to just like walk away from a friendship. And I've learned through you and a couple other friends, how to work through things and learn to grow with people instead of just leaving a relationship because you had one argument i find that
1: interesting that you say that because i also am someone who yeah it's easy to just cut and go like i i I feel like i will have some leeway and some like all right i'll take and take and take to a point Uh, or at least i think so you may totally disagree but then once you cross the line or once it gets to a point of i feel like you've done me wrong or just once the loyalty is gone i feel like i tend to be a loyal friend so if i feel like someone isn't loyal to me i will easily cut and go and just like cut you out of my life and i'm out yeah but our friendship has taught me like no that's not it and sometimes you have to be more forgiving and sometimes yeah stuff happens sometimes people make mistakes and sometimes people just don't think or vice versa lord knows me too yeah well and especially us we've been friends since we were 18. i mean yeah. my gosh the time <laughs> <laughs> you're 18 you're dumb you know i mean and, and then as you get older you even though with age comes more wisdom the wisdom is actually knowing that you don't know everything and that you are actually not that right and then make mistakes <laughs> and people make mistakes and that's how you go i mean surely though it like is. i feel like it's you know yeah. it, it's i'm just
0: thinking back like we have been through so much yeah yeah yeah
1: so we all went right. through a side trip to greece and made it through okay you know oh, like, we a lot, but 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 all that to say, I feel like our friendship and the fact that we do come back is a testament to, know you can work through things. And I think now we do a really good job of if something is on one of our minds or I know I just called you up last week crying because I feel like I've been a bad friend to you and I've been flaking. And you're like, me too. And, you know, it's fine. And it's- yeah. And another thing is something that the pandemic. Has taught me, or I don't know if taught is the right word, but for 2022, I'm trying to have a mantra of grace. Yeah. Grace with other people and grace with ourselves, such as, you know what? If your friend doesn't call to check up on you because you mentioned you had a cold, who cares? They have other things going on. Let it go. Yeah. Do they still answer your phone call or text message when you call them? Okay. Then that's what counts, you know? (laughs) Like that's, and show yourself grace too. Like, you know what? Maybe you forgot someone's birthday. That's okay. Yeah. There's other things going on or whatever it is. I feel like, grace for ourselves and grace for others is a really key component of friendship. Totally. Then I've just learned, like, this year. <laughs>
0: All right, so let's take it back to the beginning because I feel like almost walking through our friendship is a really good overview for people to hear because a lot of people who listen to the podcast are just in college themselves and it's like what's coming along. Um, and for those of us who are are, are older and um, we can kind of look back at everything. And just kind of reminisce i guess a little bit okay yeah let's do it all right so we both went to college together we're both on an all-girl dorm floor and i walk into sarah's room i don't even know if i was with anybody or no you just came in alone okay so i'm just walking (laughs) in to random people's rooms um and sarah is watching the um The VH1 Fashion Awards. Yes, the VH1 Fashion Awards. And uh, I'm talking to her and she's talking about this project that she's got. It's like the first month of school and the topic of the project that she's talking about, totally interested in. And I'm like, Sarah, we're going to be best
1: friends. And Sarah was kind of like, Okay. (laughs) Yeah, you literally said we're now best friends. Okay. yeah. And then like that was it that was it oh my god
0: so um so then we had another friend who was in a different dormitory (laughs) who shall remain nameless we'll just keep that nameless um and this friend calls us up one day and she goes i have a room that's completely vacant to uh, next to our dormitory room. Why don't you and Sarah move over here. And I say to the both of them, as I get this call, I will do this, but I'm not moving any of my stuff. Because I was just like, I hate moving. I don't want to like deal with it. I'll unpack it, but I don't want to
1: move it. Yeah. Well, and at the time too, you would neither one of us were in a good roommate situation no. we were on a restricted like a quiet floor my roommate was just never around and then when she was around it was just mopey and yeah blah, 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 which is not that's not what you want Entering college you want fun and then your roommate was just loud and obnoxious and like you couldn't sleep if I can recall and just like I don't really even remember what was going on I don't either it, it was just like-, like we didn't have a good roommate situation either and yeah. so and our floor kind of was blah yeah it just wasn't the best so, and yeah. you know, yeah. So
0: Sarah goes, no problem. She goes and she gets all of these trash bags and she takes all of my stuff and just throws them into trash bags and she brings all of the trash bags to the new dormitory uh, room that her and I are going to room in and we have this new room yeah. together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So self-exploration, here we come. Um, we're home alone or, you know, I think we're home alone and bored on uh, Christmas break.
1: Yeah. You called yeah. me.
0: Yeah. And we start talking about where to go on
1: vacation. Like, let's go backpacking in Europe. Julie, it wasn't even that. It was you called me up and you said, I'm so sick of being home. This is boring. We should take a trip. And I said. <laughs> okay and you said i think we should go backpacking let's go to italy the summer and i said okay let's go and that's how it started you you called with the plan like you already had the plan oh i did yeah you had the plan of going we wanted to go to italy and it was specifically we'll hit one country because then we'll just do another country the next year and instead of backpacking all over europe it was one country yeah and yeah i mean psh, we're 18 what could go wrong what could go wrong so i take all the money that i have saved
0: throughout all of high school babysitting to go on this backpacking <laughs> vacation through europe and the first thing that goes wrong is sarah has talked about for a couple of months now mind you we're living in the day and age back then where there's no internet basically well there's internet there's no
1: internet on your phone There's no. internet internet cafes, and we have email, but we don't...
0: But I don't think that we used it to really search a ton, and there wasn't a lot on it. I mean, like, this was the year 2000. This was before 9-11. Yeah. Okay. So we... Actually, it was like the summer before. It was
1: 2001, but the
0: summer before. the summer of 2001. Mm -hmm. So here my bestie, Sarah, is talking for a couple of months about the actual backpack that you need to go backpacking. And I do not realize that the backpack that you need to go backpacking is literally like from the top of your head down to the bottom of your butt. It's like this huge. shoulder. Yeah. I mean this thing was huge that you had yeah it was like at least half the size of you if not like three-fourths the size of you yeah yeah okay so i didn't realize that that's what you needed to go backpacking so i just got like a large backpack that you would use for high school in order to go more of a book bag
1: yes perhaps one could call it So I got a
0: large backpack to go backpacking in Europe, and I literally have like two or three outfits in here. Yeah, and we we did good not bringing a lot. Yeah, we did. We didn't have a lot. We bought a lot of stuff over there and brought it back. Yeah, but okay, so here we are, kind of going to Europe, which is the bare essentials. We have
1: a book bag, a backpack. plane tickets to there and back. I don't even think we had a map. Oh no, no. We, we had a Eurorail. We didn't have phones. We had our Eurorail ticket. Euro ticket, our plane ticket, a book bag and a backpack, got, and each other. I don't even know that we had the Eurorail ticket. We did. We did? We did. Okay, We were that far, we got that far. Oh my God.
0: So, we get there, we go to Flor- uh, No. Milan. Milan. Well, we get into Milan. We go to Venice, which is like one of the most fabulous places. Mm-hmm. Loved it there. It was just like so picturesque. Everything. Um, got pooped on in the plaza. What was that? Like.
1: Oh gosh, I don't even remember. How horrible is that?
0: I know, but somebody said it's good luck. Okay, you got good luck because yeah. you got pooped on. um Go from there to Florence, and I didn't think that it could get any better. But then Florence is like Florence is
1: my favorite. Oh, it was gorgeous! Remember the Boboli Gardens oh. and the rose garden on top? yeah And we're like too poor to actually like enjoy a glass of wine there. And it's it's like we're we're in our Abercrombie t shirt and just shorts and just looking like such American scum. Oh yeah, in the most beautiful places in Italy. But you know what?
0: Oh yeah. I, you can do it when you're young, right? We got by eating gelato every day mm-hmm. as a meal. Mm-hmm. Um, we would get a big loaf of bread and Nutella,
1: and that is pretty much what we ate for like three weeks. Side note Easter Sunday, like just a few whatever this past yeah. easter uh we had leftover bread on the counter and a jar of nutella was in the pantry and that is indeed what i have for <laughs> one to do. and you don't think i didn't think about me and you i sure did oh uh, that's awesome that's <laughs> awesome
0: um okay so we're in florence mm-hmm. we meet a bunch of amazing people we're staying at this hostel uh, this hostel that was pretty much like a castle as i remember it
1: mm-hmm. um i wonder if it used to be like a monastery or something and they converted it into a hostel or yeah again there's probably so much history and just riches around us that whoosh, it yeah. was just we're in Europe. We're that was Europe. it.
0: Oh my goodness, well, may I have to do a couple of these episodes because I think we could talk for forever. Because I keep remembering how much we were searching for Michelangelo's David, you know, to find this one mm-hmm. sculpture. And there's so many lookalikes. I'm not sure if we ever really
1: saw. No, we did because it was in the museum. Oh, okay. it was in the museum itself. But there's the Michelangelo um Plaza, like Piazza, oh. that's at the very top of the hill that we okay. went to too.
0: Oh, okay. So we're walking around all over. We meet those people and everybody that we meet to uh, meet all throughout Florence is like, you've got to go to Greece. You've got to go to Greece. And I'm like, well, we're not going to Greece. We have a plan. We're going to Rome. We're going down south. We're going to find Cinque Terre, which we never did. Cinque Terre. No, because everybody's like, you've got to go to Greece. So here I am thinking about my elementary school geography of a globe just like a literal globe and how close Italy is to Greece so I'm thinking oh okay well we could do a side trip like we could manage it we've got three weeks here we could just jump over how long could it take it takes a day to get there and a day to get back right
1: no 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 No. which I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt but we were saying Michelangelo the David Oh, the David. Ma- Michelangelo made the David statue. Michael but Angel- I just, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I was just embarrassed. No, totally, right. totally. So yeah, going to Greece, not not just a hop, skip, and a jump. No. We mm-hmm. had to take a train to get there. It was trains, planes, and automobiles. And a boat. And a boat.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. But we did end up making it to Greece. Mm-hmm made it over to athens first and then thought it would be really easy to take a boat to the islands no like another Mm -mm. eight hours ten hours later Mm -hmm. then you're at the islands Mm -hmm. and we were totally on the bad side of the island Mm -hmm. it wasn't like around anything
1: whatsoever Mm -mm. santorini was our first stop right Eos? we did a little better but but by then but santorini is where you burned your leg okay so here
0: i am having ridden so many motorcycles with my dad and i'm like i could ride a motorcycle
1: with you on the back of it because everywhere everyone goes it's on mopeds vespas and julie said i can do and i said are you sure because i did not have experience with motorcycles or mopeds or anything and i i did not feel comfortable i said i don't feel comfortable but if you're comfortable with it i trust you and she says it was, i got this i got this i did not
0: have this whatsoever it was terrible um there's a piece of the motorcycle that gets very very hot it's the like, muffler extremely hot and there should be a shield over the muffler and i remember my dad talking about this and how he got burned the same way a long time ago But I didn't even think to check like that part of the moped. So here we are going along. At some point, something happened. I dropped
1: the bike and it like goes on your leg. It was. We were going slow because I think the roads and it was being nervous, which understandable, totally understandable. And I literally I stepped off of it because I felt like oh it's tipping. So I stepped off of it. And then I think when you were getting off of it, too, i think the ignition wasn't turned off or whatever the correct terminology is and so it spun around and it hit my leg is what happened i know so my calf got burned and at the time we all the locals were like oh it's not bad it's they acted like oh you scrape your knee that's how you learn how to ride your bike right you just get you just move on so we're like okay meanwhile i mean there was water pouring out of it because it gone to the muscle it went down to the muscle but like when I got home and went to the doctor it, it had gone down to the muscle. It was a third degree burn it was it was pretty bad like and it was very it was painful it was very painful and I don't say this to no, make you yeah. feel bad it was like we're all good with it but it it it, it 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 was pain that I've never felt before in my life because it's, it's down to the muscle and so and yeah. think of everything you do with walking and moving And I remember when I'd sleep at night I'd have to pull a chair up next to it and I might yeah. like resting on it yeah. and then it would take me a while to get going and I remember when we'd be at like crosswalks i'd have to just be pacing waiting for the light to turn because if i stopped it would cramp up because once it got moving that. once it got moving it felt fine but it was just the uh, whichever but yeah we're in greece and these kind of people are just you know vitamin e oil and like straight up iodine and some sort of salve and oh my god and then that was in santorini we end up going over to eos and this was pretty much the beginning of our trip yeah this was during yeah yeah it was and we went to eos and a guy, we were kind of walking around shopping and a guy stopped he's like do you mind if can i what happened i said oh i got a burn because some people thought it was a tattoo which okay <laughs> and he's like do you mind if i take a look and i said no not at all and he goes you you need to get to a doctor he goes that looks infected and so we ended up going to a doctor in greece i don't remember this i don't know if you were with me going to the doctor i think i think you might have i think he said you need to go to a doctor and he helped me find one but i think you went off somewhere else but i was like no go like it wasn't yeah. Not in a rude way. I think you just were doing a thing. And I went to the doctor and then he gave me antibiotic creams and some. he gave me like some sort of medication to take care of it. But I do remember once I got home and went to the doctor in the United States, he said, do you want any painkillers? And I said, what? (laughs) I could have had painkillers this whole time. And at that time, it's like, well, no, because, you know, whatever. But that's the story of the burn. But we're in Greece. We end up. At that point we were not doing well friendship wise no we were not doing well friendship wise because you were sick because on the know. way there remember i got sick because you bartered some like advil for like nyquil or something or like oh, you i had bartered. to barter a room too to get you a room on the ship we ended up sleeping in like the luggage yeah. area to like yeah. sleep because i like just that horrible painful <laughs> sore throat and stuff and then you ended up getting that but at that point i had a burn so i oh, had yeah. no I, I had no sympathy empathy anything to give you totally and i think you were frustrated that you had helped me when i was sick oh. to feel better but i didn't because i i just i couldn't but i can understand yeah. why you felt frustrated about that and, and, had, and this is me looking back on it now at the yeah. time i had zero I had zero to give and you had zero to give because you had already helped me and you feel sick and and yeah by the way neither you neither one of us realized how bad it was I knew it was bad because of how painful it was but it's hard to explain to someone when something's that painful so you we just it, oh yeah we weren't on the same again 18 19s i think I actually turned 19 there yeah but then we get start making the journey back to italy yep and we meet two sarahs on the ferry i don't remember this at all tell the story they were canadian and they were both named sarah oh wait, do remember them did they end up coming over to rome with us yeah They came up there because they were kind of on the same trip because when you're backpacking in Europe, what's beautiful is you meet this whole community of backpackers and mostly Canadians and Australians, but you know, some Americans, hey, (laughs) but um, we ended up, they kind of helped us out and I remember they would help me with my bag and they ended up really helping us out with that stuff and yeah, we kind of like hung out with them for a bit because I stayed in touch with them email for like a year or two afterwards.
0: They're in all of our pictures. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, but they were both Sarah, but the, but the we met up with them and they helped us out. And it was kind of nice, too, because it kind of cut the buffer. Like, we played yeah. cards and, like, it just wasn't me and you. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't even think we sat next to each other on the plane on the way home or, like, said goodbye when we landed in the States. No, I think, like, both of our parents came to pick us up and we just went straight to our yeah. parents and, like, went home. Yeah, but, but like, even, so like, got bad. off the plane separate, like, we, yeah. did, like, it didn't, it was bad. But, you know, we made it. But what I was going to say, so we make it, you know, we make our way back to Italy, but you know, we still hit up Rome, we still went to the Colosseum, like we still did it. Yeah. We still did it. Oh my goodness. Amazing. It was. Get to Milan. Do you remember the person in the airport on the way? So we came back together a bit. I told this story on
0: the podcast, but tell it the way that you remember it, because we haven't ever like rediscussed.
1: We haven't rediscussed. And to be honest, I don't know how much energy I have because again I was so in my own world and in my own head so basically tell them like we'd spent
0: all of our money like we did not have a like a penny left to our we name didn't have
1: a penny left and we also we were so paranoid about being at the airport on time for our flight because again it's we like had almost
0: missed a flight coming here because yeah. like our our layovers
1: were too close together hmm and so, so we were just parents so were like let's just hang out at the airport let's just get there the night before spend time at the airport whatever so we were there the night before, and there was some guy who it's like, every time we would look up, he was close by. He was clearly stalking, hunting us. Like we felt like, it felt like, it felt like we were prey. It felt like, it felt like a shark circling its prey. It's just like, we'd go upstairs. He'd be there. we go down, like wherever we went, he was circling us. And I can remember, were you like cutting something up to like wrap a gift for someone going home? Like, like a, a sheet or like a towel tar- I was something- sleeping and a woman woke us up. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's like all I remember. And I just remember we like always had to like be What's up and What's that on like
0: mirror? Liam Neeson movie? Taken? Yes. It was a total Taken situation where like there's a guy who was totally, you're right, around us. I was oblivious. I had no idea that this was happening. And a, a African-American woman or African woman woke us up and she was just in this beautiful African dress, this beautiful like African head wrap. And she was like this she was trying to explain it, but she didn't speak English. And she was saying he's following you. And this is a really bad situation. And she goes, you guys have to stay up like you have to stay awake. And this was also before 9-11 where there was no security. So you just like walk in and out of airports and I could see how easy it would be to just get taken. Oh totally. Totally. Yeah. So But we she, didn't. No. And she was our angel. Yeah, she like, was. Like she was a our angel. Legit angel um sent to us to help us a little bit there. So we come home and we had also had the brilliant 18 year old idea that we could room with two other girls who we really wanted to room with at the time in a three-bedroom place and that we would share a yeah. very small like nine by nine bedroom i'm pretty sure it was even smaller than this room here like this thing was just
1: it might have been it was ridiculously it small. probably was the size of this the thing about putting two twin beds in here just not without that cut out it thing. was but crazy yeah yeah and you know so it was not a good situation that year either no it wasn't a good situation and that <laughs> that could be for another podcast and another time and, and I just that that the totally that moves on to the war of the post-its oh I don't remember this you don't remember like always leaving like passive aggressive post-its I am starting to recall but and by I mean but, all four all four roommates in this uh- story. <laughs> it wasn't just me and you like the other two got in like I, it was just a very toxic passive aggressive oh it was and you know it's it's so funny because it all comes down to you know talking about the burn because you're right we've never really rehashed it or anything it was just kind of like whatever it happened move on and stuff but it's yeah like you were frustrated with me because you were sick and I was frustrated with you because like I didn't realize how bad the burn was I am in so much pain so like honestly worse than child like than than I'm, I'm pulling a Julie. What do, you no. it? what do you call it? What do you call it? Call it your um when you're going into labor. Your um contractions. Yeah, worse than contractions. That's what I was gonna say. Than yeah. but we, that's what it was. And if we could have talked it down, been like, listen, yes, I feel sick. I'm in pain. We're both miserable. Let's yes. just back off. We would be fine. But yeah, well, we didn't know like that's healthy youth. communication back then. No, no.
0: no. So. Okay, so let's like yada, 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 this, right? So yada yada yada, 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 yada. Sophomore year of high school is terrible. College. College. Sophomore year of college is terrible. Mm-hmm. Um great learning experience because i learned what a crappy roommate i was not good at doing the dishes not good at like doing pulling my fair weight around the house whatsoever ended up becoming like a room a dorm mom like ra ra yeah so that i didn't have to live with anybody ever again um yeah. but that worked out and so then i don't remember how we came back
1: together after that i don't either i do feel like whenever because we definitely had like a severed we didn't talk but i don't think it was like i feel like I've, maybe every once in a while one of us would call each other or like would kind of halfway reach honestly yeah. i think you would always reach out to me i don't remember it that way i think you reached out to me did i yeah it's not funny because I told I, I don't remember yeah. I I can remember going to your dorm when you were the RA and I remember there was one time hanging out with your friends and it's also we're in college like you're gonna run into each other at a bar or at, like you're gonna cross paths. It's not yeah. like we're in New York City. I mean, we're in DeKalb, Illinois. Yeah, it's not, you know, paths cross.
0: But it was so much better, though, not living together. And I think
1: not living together actually brought us closer together. I do, too. And I think we have always had. Because did you keep living with the same two? Yeah, I stayed there until graduation, which honestly wasn't the healthiest for me either. But whole other thing. I mean, I'm in a I was not mentally healthy outside of the bar like there is yeah. i i had very dark depression which the more i look back on it, it's like yeah. oh my, i don't think i was probably a really great person to live with either because who wants to live with eeyore Aww. from one of the you know but yeah, truly yeah. it's it's just yeah. so I, I can appreciate i wasn't the best either but um yeah i know i stayed there once yeah. once i move in somewhere i'm i'm there <laughs> <laughs> <I'm good. laughs> what I was going to say is, I think sometimes you and I, we are so close and we do think of each other as sisters, but yes. we're not. Yes. And with family, sometimes you can say something or cross the line or you can go someplace. Not that, I don't think we've ever said anything like that hurtful to each other. But I think sometimes when you 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 are as close to friends as family, but they're not family, you can get a little too comfortable and not keep that totally you know, i i don't know how else to describe it but there's so you and i have had like three
0: major fallouts like that was number one mm-hmm. number two was like after college for a while and then number three was when i like got engaged and and so like three major fallouts. so i feel like we did feel that way but now it's almost like i never doubt us anymore like no, i, I know either. like we'll always come back together I do too yeah because we've always like we've been through
1: so much you can't well and you kind of have to get over are we allowed to swear on here yeah okay i was gonna say you get over your petty bullshit because yeah. honestly the other two fallouts i don't even remember what they are to be honest and 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 a part like i know we yeah. had i can remember like having them yeah but i, I couldn't tell you what it was or yeah. anything and to be honest it probably was still fallout from the europe but, trip that yeah. we just never dealt with and that so it's just like hashed. no that's true Maybe yeah. I don't know. Beyond yeah. no. Now I now I I know. We got this baby. We
0: got it. <laughs> I know. My bestie. Yeah. Um so no, and you know what it is though, too? What I've been learning, and I learned this year through a couple of different uh brain books that I've been reading. Um, is I think it was the grieving brain. She talks about how you can actually feel a closeness with another person and you can actually feel when you're distancing yourself from that person and i think when i get into fights with people my go-to response is well like Done, like cut off no more, I'm not spending any more time on you. Like, I'm just moving on with my life. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like I actually had to learn from you. And I have one other friend who's really good with this. where like, she wouldn't let me do that. Like, like you would always call and she would always call and it would kind of be frustrating like nope i'm done like no more and then like they just keep like poking and tapping and calling and texting and you're like okay we'll come back in (laughs) it's so
1: funny because i truly think of you doing that with me really i do yeah i don't know know. what it is i don't think we give up on each other is what it is yeah is what i think it comes down to but yeah yeah oh my goodness that's so funny i know Um, so
0: I think going back to the college piece, though, it was really fascinating to go to college because what I got out of college was I feel more of like a socialization education, almost more than like an actual education education even like going home from your, like from the dorms when we lived together, home for Easter, freshman year of college. And your mom was just like so sweet. And she made me an Easter basket. And I decided like right then, right there, I am making my child an Easter basket <laughs> for the rest of their lives because Mama Hammer. Mama Hammer, she's, she's she does. awesome at that stuff, yeah. Yeah, and she then is. Papa Hammer, Oh, my God. The best. The best. Like, we would sit and play Monopoly that trip or, like, Life or some, yeah. like, board game. And um, we would, like, talk to them. And he had this philosophy, talk to people about it, where he thinks that, what does he call it, dealing with success?
1: Or fear of success. I think he called it, like, dealing with success because I don't you know i I honestly i I can't fully remember but i know i think it was we were just emotional and feeling upset about whatever it is that 19 year olds are upset about yeah but he was saying that you know it can be hard dealing with success people always talk about dealing with failures and how it's upsetting but people talk about that but they don't talk about dealing with success and here we are two young bright women with our future ahead of us and you know we're in school which my my mom later on in life got her degree but my parents didn't go on to get their bachelor's when they were younger they got married young and so they were always very proud that both of their girls won and and so you know we're in college we're getting our education look at we're we're planning a trip to europe for goodness sakes look at us young independent capable women you know (laughs) and and that can be hard too because it's scary and you don't know what's going to bring and and when you're dealing with success you also then have the fear of failing, whereas at least once you failed, you failed. So you don't have the fear of failing anymore because you're there. Mm-hmm. So there's a bit of an unknown there too. And I'm sure he was way more articulate and eloquent as he is. But. I
0: think his major point, and it like just really stuck with me all those years and it still does today is you, like most people are more scared of doing something because they're scared of being successful rather than actually almost being scared of failing. Yeah. Yeah. And I could totally get that. And I was like, okay, well, I could manage that
1: success. So let's just get this done with. There we go. (laughs) There we go. Yeah. I think he needs to write a book about that. I've told him that. And he's like, what is she talking about? He doesn't remember any of this stuff. (laughs) He doesn't remember. Yeah. Or, yeah. Oh, my
0: goodness. So um, the time that this podcast episode is going to come out is actually almost to around the time when a lot of college students are going to be graduating from college. And one of the things that Sarah and I always come back to and kind of reminisce about and talk about is just how much anxiety and fear energy we held in those months before graduating college and i actually think that is probably one of the most fear-filled times of my entire life
1: it is you know it's interesting because i had a professor at the time who i think it was the fall semester of senior year but in the class she had us read a book called the quarter life crisis now i can't tell you what was in that book or what advice was given, but I just remember thinking it really—it was really cool that she acknowledged that this is a really difficult time, and that the world is your oyster, as they always say. But that's terrifying. There's so many choices. Think about if you go to an ice cream shop, and if there's 500 flavors, yeah, it's hard to pick one. But if there's only 10 flavors, much easier to choose. And when you're about to graduate, everyone says the world's your oyster. You can do whatever you want. Go explore, conquer the world. I would like to just know option a b or c like i need a limited menu <laughs> give me a prefix like what am i supposed to do in life now and you've been in a bubble yes you're in such a bubble and you think you're not because you know parents are allowed and you can party you can drink you can see whoever you want you can do whatever you want really because no you know no one's gonna get you in trouble except for the law but beyond that what do you do where do you go and it's it's, it's terrifying Yeah,
0: and so we would call one another and i feel like we had other friends in on this too at the time but i feel like there was four of us and somebody would always be calling and it was always someone's week to break down Mm -hmm. and this happened the entire last
1: semester i remember graduation day being in the bathroom crying constantly yeah
0: Yeah, yeah. Because it was like, okay, our entire lives. It was like, okay, you go to school, you go to school, you go to college, you graduate. And then (laughs) we didn't know what was gonna happen. And we had to keep telling each other, it's gonna be I don't know how this is gonna work out. But it's gonna be somehow gets
1: done. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be fine. Yeah. 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 And you know, the funny thing is, is I still feel like I don't really know what I'm doing no but no one tells you that that you really don't if someone says they haven't figured it out i would question them
0: i have met so many entrepreneurs over the last two years and what i've come down to is all life is bullshit. yeah like Every single entrepreneur that I meet is making stuff up as they go along. Now, they might have created like a success template that they've used to get where they are. Sure. But in order for them to keep going, they're trailblazing. There is no path in front of them. And they're making up their future
1: success as they go along right there. Which is amazing. But it just shows like you're you're not going to be secure or confident. You just yeah I should say confident you should absolutely be confident but you're not gonna have the there's, there's no known there's no known there's a confidence that comes when something is certain and
0: and there is no certainty after a certain point in life I guess there's truly
1: never any certainty yeah but yeah but like what you're saying with school it's you go to preschool you go to kindergarten you know through eighth grade to high school those who are lucky go to college. Maybe you get your math, but eventually school ends. Eventually yeah. school has to end. But we're so trained that that, that that's what's certain is you have certainty of school, yeah. right? But then yeah. after school, now what? <laughs> now dun, what? Dun,
0: dun. Now what? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. So to all of you who are going through college right now prepare for an anxious final semester mm-hmm. do a lot of energy healing during that semester clear out all your thoughts be there and supportive for one another and if you have just graduated college congratulations you're yes. gonna be okay yeah it'll yeah. be great yeah be kind to each be other Be there when someone's having a freak out yes because it happens
1: all the time oh my gosh yes so yeah I know. just not just not as extreme yeah
0: yeah so let's talk about one more thing on here okay uh we're gonna yada 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 and skip forward yada 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 our 20s yada 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 after college Okay. yada 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 our early 30s now we're moms yes and um <clears throat> you had a child during covid yes and worked all throughout covid and managed mm-hmm. two little ones at mm-hmm. home during covid mm-hmm. and i feel like there were some some people maybe a few people who got a little break during covid where maybe they got some time off but there's a lot of people who were doing extra whammy work just overloaded with finances with extra loaded with work from home doing kids schooling from home um, managing kids and trying to work from home and we've been slowly kind of coming out of this but it's feeling really heavy yes right now
1: yes yeah so is there a question in there? Or just well, like talking point? <laughs> I can run with that. I can run with that talking. I'm going to make an
0: observation. I see through your phone calls and um, a couple other friends' phone calls, I can tell what's happening with the collective consciousness because all three of you call me at the exact same time and we all have the exact conversations. Like, like everybody's in the same exact energetic spot. Yeah.
1: So I think – the pandemic has happened we everyone has gone through it there isn't a single soul in this world that hasn't gone through it that we're aware of it was not easy for anyone i don't care what you whether you had a kid or not whether you you know had to homeschool you, whatever it was no one got through this easy and i think we all have trauma through it and i think mm-hmm. it's just hard in different ways yes i was pregnant we went into hardcore quarantine um out of like our group of people we were probably the strictest for the longest because of that and dealing with being pregnant and and not knowing what was going on and stuff that was hard and you know um unfortunately my husband lost his job due, due to the pandemic and but he was able to take care of our daughter and be a huge help around the house while I was working and you know it, it's give and take but with all that said we didn't have to deal with homeschool because yeah. our youngest our 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 child at the time, while I was still pregnant, isn't, she's not old enough to be in school yet. She's, you know, now she's five at the time she was three turning four. So we didn't have to deal with the homeschool craziness. Right. And so it's, you know, we didn't have that. Or I think of, I mean, my niece and nephew, my niece was, it was her freshman year of high school. Wow. You know and like yeah. how hard would that be to be 14 stuck at home with? so is she a junior right now she's a junior so she's gone through most of her high school years like wearing a mask and yeah well think about it for a year and a half she was at home oh. the whole time and now wow. junior year she went back but you know like that's hard or you know you were homeschooling with your kid and you yeah. have a husband who teaches i don't know if we want yeah, to yeah, talk yeah, about yeah, him yeah, but yeah. like he is teaching so he has to figure out how to teach from home and you're doing your business and it's I mean no one got out of this unscathed now I will say very lucky we were managed to keep our health and we and my family and extended family we didn't lose anyone to COVID and so all said we did get out of it easy and so I think sometimes there's also a guilt for feeling stressed or traumatized or feeling this heavy burden from the pandemic and COVID when the reality is, I had a very privileged COVID experience. Yeah, I'm still in my home. I'm still like, I have two beautiful, healthy children. Yeah, you know, my husband is working again, and you know, which he found one by the end of the year. But it's it's it, all in all, it was lucky. But it's yeah, it was. tough. And also, not to bring up the can of worms, but while the pandemic's going on and during 2020, we also have the. I, I what are we calling the spring and summer of 2020 of black lives matter movement because i know that movement had started before that but it's there's also a big reckoning of like oh yeah we're all coming to terms with oh we're not maybe being big, yes 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 yeah yes and like all of, like it was a lot it's very heavy and i think we're still coming through it coming through it okay. and i know for my family i shouldn't say for my family for me i am clawing my way out of that pandemic hole i am i am forcing myself at least once a month to see a friend or to try and put on jeans and a shirt and not just sweatpants and tank tops or wear whatever i slept in the night before actually get ready or I'm clawing my way out. I'm. I am. I am trying so hard to make sure. Okay, let's get the kids signed up for activities so they get around. Well, go into so that hard. deeper
0: and like tell every, like tell people what you mean by that.
1: Like, it's very. It's been two years. It's been two years of being at home in your routine doing what we've done because we found a new normal and i think humans are actually we adapt really easily and we come to a new rhythm and this is what we're doing and this is our routine and you know now i will say our kids did go to do go to daycare and they started going to daycare in the early spring of 21. Mm -hmm. um but it was you know get up drop them off daycare come Mm -hmm. home work from home go pick them up bring them home yeah rinse and repeat but Mm -hmm. we we didn't go out we right. we didn't have a date night until I think it was right before Christmas of 2021 so it's like we didn't have date nights we didn't do anything we didn't go out to eat as a family we we stayed home like we didn't do anything and I think we became very comfortable with that because we we became so scared of COVID yeah. especially because of the youngest one now the older one was able to get boosted and thank God for vaccines uh-huh. I personally believe in it um but the youngest she's young she's little she's a baby and so and I mean we're nervous. The respiratory systems aren't developed yeah. as high. Like, once she hits two, I feel like I'll be more comfortable. But it's just, and it seemed like every time there started to be a bit of a sigh of relief, right? There Here was comes like another, another strain. Yeah. And, and so we just, we were being so careful. And now it's just no. Like, I, And when I'm saying clawing my way out, for my New Year's resolutions for 2022, I tried to be really thoughtful and specific with making them because I am someone who makes them Mm -hmm. and I usually break them, but I still like to just try and kind of set intentions. But for this year, I was very specific with, I want to go down and visit my parents two or three times. Let's take the kids to at least two museums. Let's make sure we go swimming three times this summer. Let's have play dates with friends. <laughs> let's both for the girls and for mommy yeah let's have a date night let's have three date nights this year just like yeah. and it sounds so tiny and so small I really and love just so that. so honestly oh we also as a family decided that we're going to go to a street fest at least once a month Ooh. around you know the sh- Chicago and whatnot just because we don't do anything as a family because we've been so scared so it's like oh my god let's we have to get out of the house we have to get out Mm -hmm. now luckily luckily not luckily with work they are now requiring people be in person two to three days a week and i i I have been going in person since february so that's also helping me get out and stuff but it's just it's hard my husband still works from home exclusively oh i didn't realize that too Mm -hmm wow and so it's very hard for him too because he happens. his office is in Mm -hmm. the basement which is also where we hang out at night after the girls go to bed so Mm -hmm. he's just stuck in the basement and i just i i think it's really hard to get out of the hole and to like go back into society and the thought of a party the thought of being around more than 20 people at once is daunting but i also know that as soon as i'm around it it's gonna be hey like schmoozing (laughs) and talking because that's how i am when i get into the office i never shut up but yeah it's, it's. I think it's hard. I think it's hard. Yeah. It's, it's. very easy to become complacent and to be in that dark hole and to, to move on. So hindsight is twenty twenty. Like we can get, look back. Let's take this like full circle.
0: You and I can look back on you know our tiff in Europe and how we needed better communication and um, see that very clearly because there's been so much time and space yeah. since it kind of projecting to your like five-year self, like five years out from now, what do you think yourself five years from now would tell Sarah
1: today that she needs? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> it's a very good You know, my, my first instinct is to say Sarah needs help and Sarah needs to ask for help because that has been a common theme in my life. I, I can remember being four or five years old of my parents saying, you're so independent just ask for help it's okay to ask for help and they always say like that's your your biggest strength and your biggest weakness is to ask for help and I think ask yeah just asking for help just saying like hey I need to get out of the house I need to even saying to my husband like I can't do it put the girls to bed tonight and going to bed or just which I, I I am working very hard to get better at that but I think I think for help. all women are bad at that. Like, yeah. ugh, I don't
0: want to say all women are bad at that. I think a lot of women have a hard time with that. Like, I know I have a hard time with yeah. that too. And Blake, ever since we've been through just years and years of uh, marital counseling, um, he makes a joke out of it and he talks in a caveman voice. And he goes, man dumb must be direct. And he's like, you have to tell me. He's like, tell me yes. exactly what you need me to do and I will go like do my marching orders but like I can't read your mind
1: I don't know and that's yeah totally and and I think but even then I still have a hard time I do too and I have a hard. and John and I have had many conversations about this too and it's because I don't want to come across as a nag yeah because if I'm asking for something I'm being a nag right and I don't and God forbid God forbid you do which is so and in, in my head it's so stupid and you know I think of like if you sometimes I have imaginary conversations in my head. If I'm having a problem or I'm, th- it, it, I talk to myself as if I was coming to my me as a friend. Like if it was yeah. you coming to me and like, what advice would I give you? What advice would I give out? Like what what advice would I give my friends? And I try to do that to myself sometimes too. And it's like, yeah, just ask for help. But I will, I, I will say the, our house is in a really good spot right now. Where I don't, I don't know the last time I cooked dinner. Yeah. Like he takes care of that. Or I feel like we're finding our groove and we're finding it, but it's just, it's just not being afraid to ask for help or just, and quite frankly, medication helped me too, which was a way of asking for help. And I think sometimes you just have to admit that things aren't great, that you're having a hard time and to not feel guilty for it. It doesn't matter. Like pain is pain. Or if you're feeling, if you're struggling, you're struggling. It doesn't matter if it was because of a crazy traumatic incident where your life flashed before your eyes, or if it's, because you've been held up in your house and you've yeah just been in the same sweats all week when you're struggling you're struggling and help is help yeah right i know does that make sense i feel like i really i feel like i really No,
0: (laughs) you're perfect um i love my friend (sighs) my friend sarah everybody she's the best i love you oh um to everybody out there who's (sighs) feeling the same way we just want you to know that you're not alone that Everybody is feeling this way right now. We're just kind of dealing with a lot of heavy energy as we shift and pivot again and come into a place of a new normalcy again. And if you're struggling right now, it's okay. And really, um, I talk about in the book, surrounding yourself with your earthbound spirit team and creating good networks and systems around you of that support. So Sarah is part of my earthbound Mm -hmm. spirit team, getting to call her and we know if we always. call one another, like we always call one another right back within 24 hours. Mm-hmm. And we kind of had something during COVID where we would check in and we'd be like, don't have a lot of time to talk. Just want to see, like, is this emergency? Is this a code red? Or do I have time to give you a call back later? And yeah, we'd be like, totally. yeah. So we kind of totally. have like a threshold of where you at, where you doing, where you checking in. And if it's an emergency, we'll get right back to you. Um, and we'll have like a longer conversation. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I had actually taken time off from seeing my therapist because I got so sick. It was like trying to get into all of like those doctors yeah. appointments. And I noticed a huge difference within myself. Like if I'm seeing a counselor or therapist or not. And so I got back in to see my therapist and I'm like, oh my God, where have you been? I love her because she brings such a different perspective and, um, i just love that's good yeah so we need like our networks you we need do. your friends you need your besties you need your friends um all right friends this is julie and sarah we're going to be signing off but just yes. wanted to let you know that you're not alone and sarah thank you so much for being here today well, thanks for having thank me thank you for
1: being my friend i feel like we're
0: gonna have to make this like a a three-parter oh yes yeah we gotta do more <laughs> Awesome. Everybody, thank you so much for being here. And um, if you have time today, reach out to your bestie and just let you know how much you appreciate them because good friendships are hard to find and they're so worth holding on to. The oh, treasures. my love. treasures, the Treasures. Tell your friend she's a treasure today. <laughs> Bye, Bye, everybody. Guys.